Welcome to Let's Talk About It, where we talk about the it's that no one wants to talk about. We are question-based and conversation-driven. Hi, my name is Olegia Nozier. Hi, my name is Paula Camacho. Thanks for hanging out with us two immigrants who have a whole lot to say and a whole lot to learn. Hey, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everyone. My name is Olegia. And I'm Paula. And welcome back to Let's Talk About It, whatever it is. It's funny because I think... Oh, whoa. Thank you. I think Paula should just let me sing our intro, but she <laughs> she doesn't want that. I don't think you want that either, listeners. I don't think anybody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I will hold on to my singing ability for one day. Stay tuned, Let's Talk About It, Potters, because you never know. You might get a one-woman special. Oh, boy. Anyways. <laughs> welcome. Whether you're old or new, uh, we love what we do here. Yeah. So we hope you do, too. We normally start with the serious questions. So, Paula, go ahead and take it away because you're the serious question expert. I am. Just kidding. That's a very heavy title to carry on. Um, Especially with today's question. Okay. <laughs> So, what is, or not what is, more so, who is okay favorite musician? Oh, well, that's hard to answer because I like a lot of music, but there was a time in which my very first answer to that would be Shawn Mendes, because, hello, <laughs> um, uh, that was the first concert I ever went to with my friends. It was a great time. So, there's just a lot of good memories associated with that and we would like dance around and sing around to his album in our kitchen when we would cook dinner and it was just there was a lot of laughs a lot of sleuthing over the summers Mm -hmm. wasting our days (laughs) dissecting his music (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) wasting our summers (laughs) when you put it like that I mean, maybe you. it's either wasting our summers dissecting his music or, you know, putting together our critical thinking and analysis skills and assessing the meanings of lyrics. I like that option better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my word. Yeah, that's who would come to mind typically first because of all of the all of the like good times that are associated with whenever we listen to his music. But there's a it also depends on the genre like i like a lot of different artists depending on whether we're talking about country music whether we're talking about pop whether we're talking about more like indie stuff Mm, that's fair so or worship music yeah yeah that's that's totally fair yeah good question my question for you is if you could share a meal with any two people living or dead who would they be and what would you eat oh (laughs) as if it wasn't enough to pick who now i have to pick their meal (laughs) (laughs) of course well you don't have to pick their meal but you can pick yours Uh, wow that's a very good question hmm i have to say you would i think you would agree with me on this one i have to say one of them would be pastor mike todd Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I just think he's a funny dude and he's so wise and it would be a great conversation. That's true. Um, as for a second person, ooh, that becomes a little bit harder. I think I pick this soccer player from Colombia. His name is Falcao. I just like he's one of the oldest and the national team and he's mm. also like seems like family oriented and very wise and like has a lot of experience in what he has done this far like all these stories to tell that I think it would be a great conversation as well mm. as to what to eat you know that's hard for me <laughs> you know I I always want to go to the same restaurants because I know what to pick because <laughs> making choices is not my strongest skill. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I'll just let them pick. <laughs> and I'll be like, please just pick. <laughs> Can you pick for me, please? <laughs> that's fair. That's yeah, fair. Yeah. That's fair. I'll take it. I think that answer counts. Good. Cool beans. All right. Let's get right into the meat. Oops. I don't know why I'm always talking about food. Wow. It seems like we are always talking about food on this podcast, to be honest. Yeah, we really are always talking about food. Food is delicious. I was literally going to say, let's get into the meat of this episode. (laughs) But if you're not a meat eater, let's get into the vegetable and the grain of this episode. (laughs) Oh my gosh. All are are enjoyable to me, in my opinion. Um, But it's... (laughs) guys we did two collab episodes yay um so you would have most likely if you're listening to this episode most likely would have listened to those two with bloom and grow shout out with janelle ariel and gabrielle and it was a blast of a time we had such a good time yeah we have found ourselves three more friends yes yes we definitely did (laughs) and in those two episodes if you guys haven't listened to them definitely go check them out we have one on our platform and then the part two is on their platform on the bloom and grow podcast and we talked about a lot of things so we're not going to really tell you what we talked about necessarily so that you can go and listen Ooh, um we'll keep it you should yeah we'll keep it open for you um but today we kind of are going to be sort of jumping off of that as we are hitting closer to the end of the Mm -hmm. month and yeah we kind of talked about i guess just big broad overview for part one we kind of talked about what happens when plans change and kind of relating them to you know, going through all the five pressures of process and then figuring out, oh my word, I have to go in a different direction. And then the second part was also kind of talking about what do we do in the middle? So how do we wait well? Um, We talked about surrender and letting go. And that's all I'm going to say because otherwise I'm going to spill everything (laughs) and you guys should go listen to it. (laughs) So for this episode, Paula, we um, actually, honestly, the the kind of focus of this episode came from a bunch of different things that we've kind of been thinking about mm-hmm. and talking about in the past couple of weeks. Yep. So stay with us, friends. You're in for a ride. <laughs> um, and I guess I'll just start with this story and then we can just go from there. Yeah. So something that I've been thinking a lot about um, relates to this tiny little story I have about my computer. <laughs> so... 
I've been carrying around my computer for a very long time with the I key and the space bar missing. At first, it was just the I key. And I was like, this is fine. I'll just use those cute little, the cute little uh, keyboard that you can click on with your mouse that comes up for, for Mac computers. I saw my cousin using it all the time. So I was like, hey, this is fine. And then my space bar stopped working. And guys, you cannot do anything without a space bar. Like typing sentences just becomes 60 billion times harder to do. So I was like, it's fine. Like I've just out. I have to take this to, to the Mac store. I have to take this to the Mac store. But then like I did it. And one week went by and I was still like, I have to take this to the Mac store. And a second week went by. And I was like, I have to take this to the Mac store. And then by the third week, I was like, eh, like, I'm kind of used to having to use these keys. I'll just use the other computer. It's fine. And I, it stopped being urgent, you know? And then finally, (laughs) after probably, it's actually probably been like a month or so or more, I was like, okay, I need to go figure all this out because I'm going to need this computer I went it. I sent it in. I got it back a couple days later. And it's like, why on earth didn't I send this in earlier? Like, what have I been doing trying to type with no space bar and no I key for a month and a half or whatever time it was? And I honestly didn't even realize how hindered I was until I got my computer fixed and was like, ah, this is how it's supposed to work. So... We kind of want to talk about that as humans because it was a very big aha moment for me. I was like, oh my word, this is like a life lesson. (laughs) Why do we walk around with things not fixed in ourselves and in others? Um, Or like we walk around with like different pieces of, of baggage. Baggage is like a big word, so maybe not even that deep. But we walk around with all of these things that we should be working on and they just kind of stay there and then they come up at interesting times when they probably, when we probably don't even want them to come up. And it's like, unless we work through them and get to the other side, we don't even realize how much they're hindering us or how much they're dragging us back until we've come to that, like to that point of working through them. And I just, Paula, why do we do that? Why do we do that? That's, that's the real question, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, Honestly, I think we do it because it seems too much of a hassle to dive deep into it. And we become so uh, comfortable with where we are, like with that dysfunction, like you said, that we we know it's not ideal because for you, it wasn't ideal to have to <laughs> use this tiny little thing. <laughs> the opposite of ideal. <laughs> um. But it seems too much of a hassle to take that computer to the store and get it restored and do all this stuff and then make sure it all all gets saved and blah blah blah. So I think we just we just settle for it because we <laughs> seriously don't want to deal with the drama that it means to to actually deal with it. Yeah, I I don't know. I've been trying to think about this a lot too because um, this week has been a very interesting week for me and my life. And just kind of wondering about why I like sweep particular tendencies or like particular things under the rug. And I'm like, this is fine. <laughs> it's not fine. <laughs> um, it's 
I think part of it, honestly, is the... I think it's the fear of, A, not actually being able to work through it. Like, I know there are certain things for me where... I know, let's just take something super general, like the idea of perfectionism, right? Like, I look at perfectionism and I know that it's not really... It can be an unhealthy thing when it goes to an extreme, right? And I wonder to myself, okay, like, I know that theoretically in my head that trying to make everything perfect is not, or like trying to make everything perfect all the time is not going to be beneficial. But rather than working through the reasons why I want to try to make everything perfect, I would rather, it's easier for me to just be like, okay, I know perfectionism isn't great, but it like happens and that's fine. So I think some of it is like the fear of A, not wanting to deal with what's underneath and B, not like being concerned that I'm not actually going to be able to work through it. Like feeling like, oh my word, what if I get into the middle of this working through and I can't get through the whole process? Then I failed. And then it's like that cycle again. I think it's, yeah, like you say, I think it's that fear of realizing like, oh, maybe there are things that I have to change on my end, right? Because like you have, you get into an argument with somebody and it's hard to think, oh, I was in the wrong, right? Mm. The first place we go is that person was wrong, that person hurt me and this is how they hurt me. Um, And I think in my my, my case, uh, a lot of the times that I, I have faced this kind of situations nowadays what I tend to do is like okay yeah I let that feeling of like they hurt me I feel it Mm -hmm. but then it's like okay well take us another step back how do you hurt them how did how do they see it from their perspective Mm -hmm. and then in that process you realize oops like there's stuff about me that is actually not that great that I thought I was like I was like great and I'm not saying like we are perfect because we are not, right? But we like we like to believe that we are good. And we like to believe that when these things happen, the other person is wrong and we are not. Um, so to actually have to go through that is realizing that maybe... I don't want to say maybe you're not that great, but like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> maybe you're not that great. <laughs> um. Yeah, no... Uh, you know what? I think that's okay to say. Is it? Is it controversial? I don't know. That's the point of this podcast. So, I, yeah, let's talk about it. Maybe you're not that great. I think. I. I think there's some truth to that. It's kind of that healthy balance, right? Where mm-hmm. you get that idea of like, no, like you are unique and you have your talents and your skills and your ideas, um, and you're just like you're you're worthy of love and you are excellent and you can do anything you put your mind to all true but then on the other hand it's like but you're not the only person in the world and there are other people whose problems are probably bigger and or not even bigger but more serious on a particular scale and we don't want to get into comparing struggles that's not what i'm saying everybody's individual um everybody's individual journey is has merit unto itself not in comparison to another person. Mm -hmm. But just like you look at some of the global issues, some of the bigger things going on in the world and remembering, they kind of put you in your place when you remember them, right? And so to a certain extent, there is that level of, yeah, you're not that great and that's okay. And you need to, we need to 
do we need to put in the work and put in the effort to becoming the people that we want to be exactly uh, no i totally agree with you <laughs> and i think that's what makes it harder that like going back to the whole idea of just being so comfortable with it like we're being so comfortable with that dysfunction being so comfortable with being in that place of like dysfunction that like once you sit on it you realize there are things that change mm. once you once you got your keys on your computer you realize like i was there when this happened choose <laughs> like i didn't realize how much i needed this until i changed them <laughs> so it isn't until you go through the work of it that you realize actually like how much better it can be right yeah and something about that too that stands out to me is the fact that I had to be intentional about actually having them changed. Like I sat in my house for guys literally so long. It actually doesn't make sense to me. Why did I wait so long to change these keys? I sat in my house for a month plus and it wasn't until I intentionally decided I need to go because I knew in my head it was important to do. I knew that it would make my life better. But it wasn't until the one day I woke up and was like, I am driving to the store to get this thing fixed. I will wait the period of time it takes, which was three to five business days to get it fixed. And then I will go and pick it up and have it fixed <laughs> that the change actually kind of occurred. And I kind of think about that with us, too, like as people. We have we we can know so much about what needs to change in our lives. We can know so much about who we want to be, what kinds of uh, things we need to cut out, what kinds of things we need to implement, and we know that they're good for us. But until we take that, make that intention, no decision. Yeah, until we make that intentional decision to actually go to the quote unquote fixing place, the place where we will get the keys replaced um and wait the due time it takes for that process <laughs> for that process <laughs> to be completed um we're just kind of sitting there as as our own selves you know yeah what and i you know what i was thinking as you were speaking one of the th reasons uh or maybe the main reason why you went and did all of that work to drive to the store and do all of that was because you knew you will need that computer in a few weeks that, down the road, right? Mm -hmm. So why do we allow ourselves to get to a place where it's like, okay, I know I have to do this because otherwise it's going to be too late. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we allow ourselves to get to a place where you had all this time, right? Mm -hmm. But, and you could have done it a month ago no problem but now you actually had to do it and the only reason what that pushed you out of bed <laughs> to go drive there that day was like i need this computer in a week from now mm -hmm. it's that pressure right that external pressure of knowing that i'm going to need to be functioning for the place that i'm trying to go to um that kind of got me you're right that got me out of bed that's also really an interesting idea actually Why do we wait till what we think would be the last minute um, before we actually step forward and do what we have to do? I think, honestly, again, sometimes it just kind of boils down to when are we ready? Mm. You know, like, when are you actually ready to confront the things that you need to confront? Yeah. Y'all, I'm the queen of... 
I don't know if I want to say that, <laughs> but I can tend to run away and avoid things until I do not, until I like can't possibly avoid it anymore and have to face it. And there have been multiple times in my life <laughs> when I have ran and ran, uh, sorry, I, that's not proper English, whew, where I have run and run and run and then can't run anymore and I'm faced with all of my thoughts, feelings, emotions, questions, and had to work through them to get me to a place of actual freedom. And I think sometimes the pressure of it before it's too late is just enough of the push that we need. Yeah, no, that's fair. Let's dive a little bit deeper into that. I feel like there's a lot. <laughs> okay. So you're saying you run and run and run. Mm-hmm. I stop proper English. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> Good. Uh, do you mind sharing a little bit of an example with our audience? Not with me. Um. <laughs> okay, the reason I'm laughing is because the example that I know she wants me to share and the example that came to my head is like, it's kind of deep hey you could be helping somebody out there okay 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 there was a situation in which i needed to tell somebody something and i had held on to it for many 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 years um and too many i was yeah too many years and then it kind of came to a point where i was like i'm never ever gonna see this person again it's fine i could hold on to it whatever And then this person showed up at the same place that I was at and was going to be there for a long period of time. And it was like everything that I had been running away from had now dropped itself right in front of me, begging me to do something with it. And it was terrifying because I was like, I thought I was fine because all I did was push the scenario under the rug and hope that I would never have to see it again. And there it was staring at me every day, everywhere I went (laughs) (laughs) for months and months and months on end. And then one day I just woke up and I was like, okay, because yeah, because I always have a different word for different years. Anyways, I woke up. I'm trying to tell the story without giving specific specifics because i want to protect the yeah i guess the privacy of the situation mm-hmm. but um yeah there was just like the idea that i really needed to be honest and vulnerable and i had been doing a lot of work and thought about what it means for me particularly to be honest and vulnerable and real with everybody that i meet and I just knew that I needed to confront the situation and talk to this person about this thing that I had been um, kind of dealing with for a long period of time. And I did it. It was really scary, guys. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was fine. I just like woke up and I just like went for it. Just send it, dude. Like it it was not that. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was not that at all. (laughs) It was... It was kind of terrifying, but we did it. Thank the Lord for helping me out, giving me the words to say. 
And then I came back and reflected on the experience. And honestly, I knew that it was a now or never kind of moment. Like it was either I took the opportunity to say and work through what I needed to say and work through in that moment, or I was going to take that with me forever and regret it, honestly. And honestly, in that experience, I came out of it on the other end, realizing a lot of things, realizing that A, I was more capable of doing, um, of having conversations like that, of being honest about my perspectives than I thought I was. B, that it actually is not only about me, but the other person on the receiving end was able to benefit from it too, I think, in a way of like just having clarity and things like that. Mm -hmm. And C, it kind of gave me courage and boldness to take similar steps or to apply what I had learned from that experience to future occasions. And I regret nothing. (laughs) Um, But no regrets. (laughs) No regrets. (laughs) Not even one. (laughs) Um, But the point... Oh, the point, I guess, of this story is that you can only avoid things for so long before they actually very literally might come back and stare you in the face. <laughs> yep, quite literally. <laughs> and then one day, you ask the friend, you receive that test. <laughs> this situation is happening. Yeah. I really thought that was a sick joke, <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> it was real. <laughs> it did happen. It did. But yeah. And you know something else that I think about is by now y'all know we love god (laughs) and god is a very big part of of our lives and so we can't really do episodes without talking about him um but yeah i think something else that i realized about that whole situation was me taking the step and facing the the situation that i needed to face in that time um was was necessary for me like it was for my growth but it also taught me an incredible lesson about how sometimes because I also felt like oh I'm just ordinary me like I don't know how to do what I need to do I don't know what to say I'm scared I'm this I'm that I'm that but God really was able to show me that Sometimes you just got to take the bold step and trust that he's got you um, and trust that like things will be okay at the end of the day. And in taking that step, it was doing my part. It was that idea of, okay, like God's not going to just make this knowledge known um, or work, just like fix the situation magically. I'm going to have to take my hands and write the message and set the time and have the conversation and say what I need to say and kind of allow um yeah allow God to bring the peace and give me the wisdom and the strength I need to actually do that thing so that's also something I think that's really important when we think about not avoiding or not walking or getting used to our dysfunction when we finally take that decision make that decision to step out and do something about it is yeah we might feel ordinary and inadequate but we only have to do our part and then let god do the extra part yeah no that's beautiful and i think 
Because when you say I, I feel myself as if I am ordinary or whatever, like I think all of us struggle with that in one way or another, right? But then, um, for example, I was at the gym this week. <laughs> Hadn't been there in a while because of COVID. And I'm <laughs> standing by the mirrors <laughs> and there this guy comes by right beside me and he looks like he knows what he's doing. And you know, like <laughs> you get a little bit scared of that not scared but you're like uh sh like you get a little bit shy about it mm -hmm. um so i was like crap why can't he go <laughs> somewhere else like this is so awkward can he leave <laughs> yeah 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 and then i had to like at that moment i was like it was like a learning lesson too it was like come on paula he probably compares himself to the person right next to him on the other end he is not looking at what you're doing he's trying to get himself better mm. so like yeah you may feel ordinary you may feel like normal like you don't have that much to give but like we are all in different paths right because i feel like that's a lot of it too like we feel ordinary compared to what to others But in reality, others are feeling the same way about the next person. Wow. That's so good. Yeah, we feel ordinary compared to others. But the interesting thing is it's our perception of where others are. Yep. So we are still actually sort of comparing ourselves to ourselves because our perception of where others are may not, usually is not actually, usually is not accurate to where they are, where they're wanting to be. And so we're comparing ourselves to an imagined or perceived version. And that's not helpful. Not at all. Why would we compare ourselves to an imagined per version of another person that we see but don't know? Yep. And like you said, we can be the ordinary and do the ordinary. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, God touched the extra. And that's when it becomes extraordinary. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! And I think a key part of that too is learning to walk that fine line of being content, but still recognizing that we have a somewhere to go. So I guess why I say that so cautiously is because the being content piece can sometimes be misunderstood as... Yep. I'm happy where I am. I don't need to improve. I don't need to do anything. And then we're kind of dangerously going back into that. Why am I Why am I living my life with a broken eye key and a broken space bar? Just take it and get it fixed. Um, so I say, that, I say that carefully, but also, so being content, but also having expectation and knowing that I can be happy where I am and I can still expect to grow. Yep. No, totally. And I, I totally agree with the perf. It can be misinterpreted because I think we can just say, oh, I'm content here. Like, I'm good here. Um, but that's not what it is at all. I think it is important to, to set goals, to look at yourself and see, okay, this is when I, where I want to go. This is what I'm trying to achieve. But that doesn't mean that I won't be happy until I get there. I can be happy in the process of getting there, right? And I think that's that's what what's hard for us as humans because in our society it's <laughs> it's thought that you you won't be happy until you get there. But 
I have definitely learned this past few weeks that maybe you can't be content where you are because what's the point of that? If you don't get to enjoy the process, then I don't know if it's really like worth it, you know? Mm -hmm. Because there's always somewhere you got to be. Exactly. (laughs) Like there's always another thing that you're trying to get to, another place that you're trying to be. And I actually think a lot about that in terms of um, the idea of like when I was trying to apply for for school and being like, I think I talked a little bit about this actually in the previous two episodes with Bloom and Grow, but just like getting to a place, I I had a goal, right? I was like, I have to get an acceptance and getting that acceptance, I was like, before getting that acceptance, sorry, I was like, what am I going to gain from getting this letter? Okay, fine, I have it. But I've built up so much. I've put so much energy. I've built up this idea so high that what if I'm actually not fulfilled by achieving this huge milestone that I want to achieve? And so I had to make a decision that whether I got this letter or not and whether I got this letter or not, I was going to be grateful for the for the process. And second of all, when I got this letter, because I had a lot of faith that I was going to get it, when I got this letter, I had to remember that it it is not the thing that fulfills me. It is not the end all be all. Um, it is not the you know the highest position I could go. There is so much that. I have learned along the way and actually those are the treasures that I need to hold on to. Those are the treasures that I need to cherish because getting to the destination falls flat otherwise. Totally. Yeah. I think those are important and those are the things that help you keep going, right? Mm-hmm. Because like you you got that letter, but you still have a long journey ahead of you. But to be able to enjoy that moment is so important, I think, for you to move forward and to be able to, to enjoy every step of the way there. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think, too, that kind of relates to kind of a little thing that we touched on in the second episode with Boom and Grow, uh, where it was with a passage in Exodus 14, 13 was mentioned. And it was talking about how Moses was telling the Israelite people not to be afraid and to stand firm and that they would see the deliverance that the Lord would bring them, um, that the Egyptians would see them, that the Egyptians that they saw that day, they would never see again. So the kind of thing that we focused on was the idea of, you know, be still or stand still or stand firm. And um, I think it was Ariel who talked about how that shows the idea that the key word, like the meaning of that also goes down into letting go. And y'all, I was so mind blown when that idea came and I still am. I'm still working through it. The idea of letting go and letting God and like you hear all those like cute little things and it's like, okay, gross. But yeah, it's true. (laughs) Um, And it really just shook me because there's so much wrapped up into it. There's the idea of, you know, intentional thought and action 
Paula, you kind of brought up that beautiful analogy of, you know, holding the rope in your hand. And yeah, go for it. Go and go ahead and recap for people who may not have been able to listen to the episode yet. Yep. So yeah. So this won't do justice to the episode, so you should definitely go check it out. But yeah. Essentially, um, is that idea of when you stand still and you're holding up to a rope, um, you're applying force, you're applying energy. But if you let go of the rope, you're still standing standing still um, in both situations. But only in one of them, you get to rest, uh, which is the whole essence of this, of letting go and being able to actually rest. Mm-hmm. And you know... <laughs> This morning I was studying that verse and I decided to go a little bit further into it and it I went into the next verse <laughs> and it's so funny because to stand still, right? Like it's like to let go, to just rest, to just be. <laughs> but then on the next verse it says Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you still crying to me? Tell the Israelites to start moving. <laughs> And it made me laugh so hard because in my head, I only can picture (laughs) Moses being like, you just say to stand still. (laughs) And then he's like, um, what are you doing? Tell the Israelites to start moving. And then he, he tells them like, you know, like go and do like put your, your stick up to the, (laughs) the sea or whatever. Um, but then I started thinking about that and it's like, Oh my gosh, like, because we think that to be still is just to stand in one place, right? But it really isn't. (laughs) Like, to be still with God is to let go of all these worries because you know that he has you covered. And to be at peace with that. But, and this goes back to everything we have just talked about in this episode, in while we are in that stillness, we can still begin to to move and do all these sorts of things and face all these things and get off of that comfort zone and and begin to move forward. But that's what what is hard because we think that to be still is just to stand in one place and just wait for God to just do it all. But it's not necessarily that, right? It's, okay, I let go of it. I'm at peace with it. But that doesn't mean that I cannot work on myself right now. Mm. Yup. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. What stands out to me is the idea of rest and how <laughs> letting go and resting is actually doing something. Whereas I always think of rest as like, it's similar to what you were talking about. I always think of rest as just stopping everything all at once and the idea of actually you can rest and make that intentional decision to give what you're doing give your worries your concerns your stressors to god and let him deal with it and you are now in that headspace of of calm of groundedness of peace Um, And it kind of goes again to that part that you kind of talked about just now about imagining Moses being like, um, what? (laughs) God was like, 
don't be afraid. You're good. I've got you. Just let go. Let me let me do what I got to do. What are you doing? Move move forward. And I just think about like the tension in that too, right? The idea of yes, we have to trust God and let go, but we also have to step forward in faith. We have to trust that as we've let go of the situation, he is going to do what needs to be done. And our job, again, we got to do our ordinary part, which is take that step forward. And it's it's an interesting tension that I think comes up very, very often of I'm surrendering. I'm putting this in your hand, Lord. But we have to do the ordinary day to day step that shows that we actually trust and have actually given it to God. Yep. We've actually done the work of giving it to the fixer. <laughs> yeah. And let it sit in his hands for the couple of days that it needs to work. Yeah. And not just be like, hey, I gave it to you, but you need a hand. I can't help you with that. Yeah. Do you need some help? Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't know anything about fixing computers, but can you imagine if I went back to the Mac store and just sat at the door and was like, um, so I know I gave this to you to fix, but like, let me tell you my opinion about how i think <laughs> yeah actually it, this should go even though i know nothing about computers even though i know nothing about how they work or where they're going i think we do that a lot i do that a lot with god sometimes i'm like okay god like i know i gave you this thing i know i gave you this concern but let me just tell you my opinion about how i think you might want to go about fixing this concern for me even though i know nothing about my future and i know nothing about your you know how exactly you want to go about working all of the other people's positions in this story um but yeah let me just give you my opinion (laughs) it's like "Mm." yeah yeah. let's actually let go honey let's actually trust (laughs) let's trust that it's gonna be okay let's trust that it will be all right because you did that part and now it's on his hands totally oh so good so good Yeah, guys, we know that there was kind of a lot of different things here that we talked about, um, but we kind of think they're all really related in important ways, you know, from the idea of (laughs) the computer and getting it fixed and not sitting and working in our dysfunction um, to the idea of, you know, understanding that, yes, we are great, but we are also ordinary and that's okay. That's how it's supposed to be. We just have to do our part. And be content also along the way of on that journey to get to where we're trying to get to. And trust that like as we stand firm and as we're still um, that and take those steps of faith forward, that things will will come together in the way that they're supposed to. So we thank you for taking the time to listen (laughs) to us today and to be here for this episode. We appreciate you all. Mm -hmm. We value you all. We are glad to be back from break. We are glad to be doing this again. So, yeah, stay tuned for our next episodes. There'll probably be some changes coming soon. (laughs) Yeah. So keep an eye out for those. And, um, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Adios, amigos. This is Oledra Nozier. This is Bona Camacho. And we're signing out for Let's Talk About It whatever it is. If you would like to stay in contact with us, you can visit our website at 
www.letstalkaboutitpod.com or send us a quick email at host@letstalkaboutitpod.com. We're also on all social platforms on Facebook and Instagram at the Let's Talk About It Pod and on Twitter at the capital L T A lowercase I T Pod. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Bye.